Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. And the words! Gosh dang it! Hunters of the Dark Ice takes the party through a perilous, far-flung region of the world, an Arctic Ocean known as the Crystal Sea. These gallant waters are strongly influenced by planes of cold and darkness that bend close. Ghostly mists from the ethereal plane sweep over the sea like morning fog, and long shadows choke out light in unnatural ways, fed by the darkness of the plane of shadow. The sun is wan and distant here, rarely breaking over the frozen peaks to illuminate the freezing water. Nevertheless, life, both natural and otherwise, thrives in the face of such adversity. In this adventure, the party will skirt icebergs as they escape pursuit of a monstrous hunter and negotiate a tense peace with others stranded in the ice. If they succeed, they must pass their final obstacle before reaching the edge of the world, an ancient elven castle ruled by a fiend that seeks to snuff out all happiness and joy. Hey, have you checked out Armor Class? They're a small company that does their own custom character sheets, and they make them in a variety of different styles for every class and any type of character you want to create. They do it in black and white or in color, and the cost is always efficient anywhere from 3 to 5 possibly even $7. Check them out, and if you're interested in them, click on the link down below in the description to see their product. Also use the promo code THELARPCHANNEL to get 20% off your order. So until then, enjoy. It's recording! Woohoo! Okay. So, last time we were playing, you guys had gotten to the Penguil Village. You found out that there were, you saw a Black Rift ship that had been severely damaged, but found out that it was Far Elves, and they were suffering horrifically due to hypothermia, uh, various battle damages. They just, they weren't prepared for the situation. And given that the Plane of Shadow has been boring in over the icy lands that make up this area, it just, it went from bad to worse really quick. Um, you, Mercer got to do some trades and such in town, and the uh, horrific creature that you guys have been seeing out in the ocean resurfaced. The, the Gunakadite, big nasty mm -hmm. thing, and you guys didn't kill it, but you fought it off long enough for the Penguil uh, city to be able to hold itself against them, if need be. How do you 
course, if you're this guy, you just don't pronounce it correctly at all. That's not even what he says in the show. Yes, it is. Penquin. That's what he said. No, Penquin. no, you gotta listen because he says it wrong the entire documentary except for the very first time. So the very the second time he says it, he says penguin. Oh yeah, the video I sent you, they show a, an excerpt from the documentary, and he's yeah, saying penguin. Yeah, but you got you got to listen to the whole one because in there, penguin is there. <sighs> that I promise you. Sir. I I think you're just being difficult. I can go pull it up. No, 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 we're good. <laughs> we are good. <laughs> he said that, but. <laughs> hey, it's it's one of my favorite clips. Oh my gosh. I I. I just since you're alone, I've probably listened to it seven or eight times. I, I've enjoyed the interview more than anything else because the look on Benedict's face is just like, oh my gosh, this again, son of a... Mm. Yeah, <laughs> well, when you butcher a National Geographic documentary so bad, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna... Let me get these all out. I am missing... Aha. Dice. Uh, 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 uh. Um, after you guys had fought off the uh, the Gunakadite as best as you could, you decided it's time to make haste and get back to the ship and make your way to Athilodon's castle, which uh, after being in the town you realize this is why we can't get to the edge of the world because something has caused um, Athilodon's castle to be an obstacle rather than a benefit. You guys went back over to your ship, you set sail. Um, Uchi is kind of giving you directions, just <whistles> back and forth. Barrel's just having a blast hanging out with Uchi, and you guys are just like, I, I guess that means go that way. Uh, now we gotta go this way, and the wind is just picking up horrifically. Now, interestingly enough, despite how cold it is, and despite that just ominous feeling of the void and the plane of the shadow lingering everywhere, mm -hmm. it seems to be a pretty smooth sail from Keenitz Rock out to where the castle is at almost as if somebody's purposely keeping anything away from your guys' ship so it's a smooth ride out there. Nice. As you guys start to get closer, a glacier many miles wide blocks your path forward. Its high walls rise up to an astounding 300 feet. Beautiful blue, white, and purple lights can vaguely be seen deep within the ice. <clears throat> A huge crack allows passage through the glacier, but the way is blocked by a gray castle of elven splendor. Not only is the castle in ruins, it's nearly entirely encased in ice. Massive sheets of ice block your ship's passage when you come within a hundred feet of the ruins, and the only entrance seems to be a frozen harbor near the base. To the harbor. So you guys are about a hundred miles out, or sorry, a hundred miles, hundred feet out. Is there anything you're going to do before you sail into that frozen harbor? Well, I feel like we, we, we do we need to rest. We would have we would have rested oh, because no, 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 no. of the. It's been days. No, it hasn't been days, but you guys would have gotten a chance to have a long rest. 
on your ship before Mercer, getting out there. Mercer, of course, enables his ten temporary hit points. Okay. Um, the, what else does he do? Yeah, it's, that's, uh, does he want to run on some giant spell slots? Are you, are you able to do that after a long rest? As an artificer, I, it's just, I just prepare spells. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Okay, so before we go any further, okay, let's see. This is before we do anything else. Um, uh, Zabak, AC and hit points. Zabak has an AC of nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry, twenty. I'm sorry. Twenty and hit points. That's where you win, though. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here looking at Miss Celine's 23 AC. Is that correct? 23 AC, yes. 76 hit points? Uh, let me double check your hit points real quick. Yeah, 76. Okay. Yeah, but she's... So, so you're the meat tank. Yeah, I am. I am the shield tank. Yeah, you are. So together you make meat shield! Yeah. <laughs> Esther, AC 13, hit points 42. 42 okay. I'm just wanting to know if what I have here is mm -hmm. still accurate. Oh, yeah. And then Mercer, 19 AC, 67 hit points. Okay. Currently 77 because of his annual. But... Yeah, I don't care about the temporary hit point thing. Because that I goes do. away and doesn't come back until you activate it again. I'm talking about the hit points that constantly come back whenever you get healed. I, three times a day, though, and temporary hit points. <laughs> so I technically get 30 hit points. <gasps> there is green stuff in it. Wait, hold on. 30 hit points. Mm -hmm. Run that by me again. Three times a day, I can activate it as a bonus action to get 10 temporary hit points. So, okay. 20, 30. You know those don't stack, though, right? Correct. But you blow through it, I enable it. They're back again. You knock through them again. Boom, I enable it. They're back again. Okay. So three sets of ten, yeah. not necessarily thirty. It still, still can be thirty. Added all together is up to thirty hit points, yeah, but that's yeah. not all at the same time. No, no. But if I'm taking if I'm taking a hit that hard, we shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys should know by now, 
everything you're fighting against is going to be a CR that's a few levels above you at any given time. Because you need to have some sort of a challenge. If it's all just CR half and one or two or three at your guys' level, what's the point in playing at that point? Well, yeah, but I'm still saying, if something if something one-shots me for 77 hit points... Yeah. Okay, the only way something can one-shot you for that much is, one, I roll a crit, and two, I roll max damage on that crit. Yeah, but I'm just... Yeah, I mean... So the odds are very slim. But but I'm just saying, it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> if, something, if something can... <laughs> you know, outside of a crit can hit me for 77 hit points and knock Mercer down to zero one shot, we should not be here. <laughs> and if I was a one more level higher, I'd have a fireball. <laughs> That's why somebody wanted to pitch a fit at the very beginning of this chapter. This is crap. It should be higher than level eight. I just want level three spells. I, I, still, I still believe we should be higher level. It's the design of the game. The whole point is to get you guys to level 10 by the end of the campaign. You are still the DM. You can do, you know, you are the god. You can change that. That wasn't 10 minutes. Oh. Well, I heard something go off. Yeah, I don't know why. It, might it got back up to 10. Yeah, so. <sighs> as long as it cooks. All right. So, into the next section. Looking up at the castle from the ice, it is difficult... To not be awed by the majesty and intricacies of the structure, even as a frozen ruin, the elven artistry is impossible to ignore. Um, as you guys get, let's see here. So the first several floors of the castle. I'm assuming you guys get off the ship. Tell everybody else, hang back. We're going to go in, check it out. Da, 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 da. Yep. Is there anything in particular you're doing? As soon as you guys hit the harbor deck, Unchi bolts and disappears into the darkness of the ice. Because this is the first he's gotten a chance to go back to where uh, his master was at. Mm -hmm. He goes looking for, for him. Uh, let's see here. Several of the floors of the castle have all collapsed or been filled entirely with ice. And the higher up the structure is in the glacier, the more intact the castle appears to be, based off its appearance. Um, there's a hollow that extends from a, from the frozen harbor into the depths of the castle. And um, when you guys get close to it, Unchi reappears and is exceedingly excited. Um, and as you start to approach... Uh, a dark figure steps out of the shadows for a brief moment. Looks like an older, uh, mangly sort of uh, far elf. 
like his skin just looks decrepit. Think of, um, okay, so let me think here. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the two towers, when they get to Rohan for the first time and they see the king as he's been affected by that uh, curse, Saruman's curse, mm -hmm. and he's just old and decrepit, he can barely move, he's pale. That's how this far elf looks. Like, more pale than you would expect a gray elf to be. Yeah. And he just, he looks at uh, this, a sallow, elderly, elven man that steps from the shadows. His voice is sad, curdled with despair. He says, Do not torture me, Unchi. You will only abandon me again, as I have been abandoned by everyone else. <coughs> you should not have come here. There's no hope. Enter only if you wish to die. And then he floats back into the darkness and disappears. Right after that, Unchi goes as his head droops. And um, if you guys want um, from that interaction, you can give me insight checks to figure out a little bit more about the, the man you just saw for a split second. Absolutely. Neither of my ladies know. Okay. Mercer's gonna have a 15. That'll make it. Uh, pretty sure Celine didn't get it. Uh, Celine gets a 10. Yeah, okay, so Mercer's the only one paying close attention. At this point, given your guys' encounters that you've had in the past chapters of the campaign, mm -hmm. Mercer can take a look, kind of study it for a second. He's like, he can tell that this guy is possessed by some sort of a fiendish creature. Not some, uh, you know, red fiendish dragon demon thing, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> Believe me, if you guys were going up against that thing now, I would flat out tell you, put your best set of shoes on, because it's going to be a heck of a fight. <laughs> I flee. <laughs> Mercy does what Mercy does best. Runs away! So do you guys continue to pursue forward then? Of course. Okay, so into the lower castle ruins. The lower portions of the castle are ravaged by time and frost. Maze-like passages of ice and storm wind through the cold, dark ruins. One of them must lead to the upper chambers. Hunting we will go. Hunting we will go. I can't think of anything. Sorry. I tried. Hunting we will go. Alright, so this is going to be survival checks. Um, just a second here while I figure out. Alright, so I need to roll. There it is again. Alright, so it's going to be survival checks to get through this maze like area. And let me see here. How many. So right off the bat, you guys make your way in, and immediately the feeling of the plane of shadow comes in on you. So before you guys make your survival checks, I need a con saving throw from everybody. Oh yeah, I'm good. 
guarantee it. What what'd they get? Uh Mercer got an eighteen and Celine got a twenty-three. Okay. Yep. What did Esther and Zabak get? Seventeen Who got the five? Okay, so everybody except oh, no, Zabat. Esther. Esther. Everybody but Esther is fine. Esther, on the other hand, goes incorporeal, oh. and any material possessions she had on her fall to the floor where she was standing. You oh naked. Oh my god. You naked. Really? Why is this necessary? I'm standing here, a naked ghost? I'm a naked ghost. No, you basically zipped into the uh, ethereal oh. plane. Oh. Incorporeal just means you're there, but you're not all there. Right. But, but either I, way, but... all your possessions, material possessions, drop. That's clothes. You are in the astral, I but know. naked. I get that. No, not the astral plane, the ethereal plane. Right, the ethereal plane, yeah. I've never been here. This part doesn't really involve me. Well, now yeah. it's time for a rolling. Esther's incorporeal for the next round. Ah, I'm naked. And right off the bat, I'm not even going to make you roll perception checks, but you hear something that sounds like steel plate walking through this maze area. Oh, no. So it's a question of, do you go figure out what it is, or do you try to avoid it? Does it, like, is it loud and clunky? Ching, ching. It's Mercer. It's time to I go. got a new friend! No, no! It's time to go. Esther can catch up. I, no, I want I want to see what this thing is. Are you guys just leaving oh, Esther's okay. stuff behind then? No, Zabak's gonna grab it. She's not a dipstick. She has a slight bit of trouble picking up the, uh, the staff as it intended to only be handled by Esther. Well... What, is it like zapping me or something? No, it's just, it's one of those, you go to grab it and it somehow slides away from you a little bit. And you're like, hey, 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 I'm not stealing it. I'm making sure Esther doesn't lose you. It's like Twitch here you. and there. <laughs> hey, calm down now. I wrap Esther's cloak around it. Shut up. Alright. <clears throat> uh, create my force cannon. Before you go searching for it? Yep. Alright, give me an investigation check. Specifically Mercer, because he's the one who went, I gotta go find it. Investigation. Flash of Genius. That's going to be an 18. 18? So Mercer goes off, and he's looking through the maze. Most of the tunnels in this maze area are between 5 and 10 feet wide, depending on where he goes. He goes down one 5-foot tunnel, rounds a corner into a 10-foot wide tunnel, and standing 15 feet away from him is a Helmed Horror. Oh. Helmed Horror. Tell me what it looks like. Animated oh, armor. Oh, it's looks just like that. Oh, man. Not Alphonse. Everywhere where you should see skin, you just see a red glow. As this full plate armor, shield, blade, it just looks down. <laughs> Initiative. Man, that's not cool. 
Yeah, that's 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 what we're talking about. Grease lightning right there. So, I don't have a spot set up on a map for this. If you guys really want me to use a map, I'll set something up right here. I don't need it. Okay. Alright. Oh, I gotta roll for this guy. Alright, what did Mercer get? turn she pops back in from the ethereal plane. Uh, Celine? Uh, she got a uh, 14. And the back? 22. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, she almost beat the creature. Creature's gonna go first. Right. He got a 24. Well, at least it's not gonna hit Esther. So it's the creature and then it's the back. Esther, Celine, and tailing up the end, traditional tradition recreates itself. Mercer. Nice. So right off the bat, this creature just comes right up to him. Uh, two swings with the longsword. I'm pretty sure these are both going to miss, but. Hold a hit. It's a 25. Got it. Oh, good gosh. And a 23. Shield. Okay, so the second one misses. Gotcha. Alright. Fortunately, it's not a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, a whole, not a whole lot of damage. Six points slashing as he just... Um, Zabak's turn. For the sake of argument, um... She is... 30 feet away. How? I only went 15 feet. Five, ten. I didn't tell you how far you went. I said it was fifteen feet away from you when you rounded the corner. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, okay. Alright, well, Zach is gonna move up with her jawbone to wall up the crap out of this thing. Alrighty. Excuse me, pardon me! And the words! Gosh dang it! <laughs> Wrong words! Those were not the words! Um, okay. So the back needs to roll the hit. Nice. I figured since it was my turn, it'd be a good time to you know mm -hmm. get up and go. I'm in rage at this turn of events. I'll roll the three, four, move. I'm 
Yeah, no. She thought she was close enough, and she goes to swing, and she realizes there's like a good solid foot Five and a half feet. of space between the tip of the blade and the creature, and she's just like, whoosh. Oh, shoot. Oh, well, shit. I've just sorted it out. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's only from the face. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to be a 23 to hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's going to hit. the one downside some of those markings that are hitting it from the weapon are leaving distinctive obvious marks on the armor itself I'm be marking my armor <laughs> almost didn't sound like English <laughs> what was that I have no idea <laughs> what oh my God. angry no Stopping this face with potatoes. <laughs> when he should be fighting the helmed horror right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you got. Um, it is <laughs> Esther's turn as she blips back in from the ethereal plane, butt naked. Oh, crap. I used my inspiration point to go. And all my stuff flies back onto me and I am dressed once more. How? She was hoping he was going to work. Reasons? Reasons? That's your best answer. Inspiration. Inspiration allows you to re-roll a rolled dice. Well, then. That's a d20 for something. A skill check, a saving throw, an attack roll. Oh, well. Okay. Now, because it's not armor, it would not be that hard for her to run over to her stuff and for the rest of her turn, throw her stuff back on unless she is insistent on attacking naked. Mm, she's a dragonborn. She doesn't have the same... She don't have titties. Whatever. According to those pictures, she does. No! That's how you made her. No! You she had it! She's got pecs, man! Uh, what is Esther know. doing? She's gonna say, ah, oh, crap. Well, magic missile! <laughs> Level five. Not this fucking thing. Okay. My hands are a little greasy from my waffle fries. Give me a minute. Now, is this a magic missile one of her spells or one off of her robe? She's at the level, so it's the robe. Okay. Mm -hmm. You got it. Mm -hmm. What'd you do? What'd you do? I can't do it. Why not? That's kind of what I was I don't have the robe on me! <laughs> oh, I was no. waiting for you to say, too. If you're not wearing anything, how you can do this? No, I was going to wait for her to roll and then ask her. Okay, now how'd you do that? <laughs> okay, how far away from my robe am I? Uh, well, Zabak dropped your stuff. And... 
technically in the ethereal plane you could still see everybody you just couldn't interact with them because it's like being it's like in doctor strange being in the mirror dimension you can still see everybody but you can't actually interact with them unless they're there with you so it'd be a safe bet to say you could follow up to it i'll say you're right next to your stuff oh bet she reaches down and yanks a star off her robe she has to be wearing the robe that's how that works you have to be wearing the robe in order for it to function for you. Putting on the robe, a movement or an action? It's an object. You can interact with one object as part of an action. So we'll say you can throw the robe on as you pull one of the stars off afterwards and chuck it at the thing. That! Esther's hearing in her head, pick me back up, pick me back up. I'm getting there, man. As she realizes the staff is like, where did you go? What the heck? What's going on here? Chill You're out, supposed man. to hang on to me. Chill out, man. Uh, it is Celine's turn. I got my bag. Um, Celine is going to move up the flank with Zavak. Okay. Um, and then she's going to... Um, Booming blade. Oh, nice. Which, okay, I gotta ask, which direction is she swinging at? Because if the... No. Never mind, never mind. I'm thinking of thunderous smite. Never mind. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, I didn't didn't think Celine would do me like that. 17 to hit. Miss. She hits the armor, but it doesn't, like, hit, hit to do damage. It's just a ting. Glances off. Right. Is that her turn? You yes. can do it. Mercer's turn. Mercer is going to um, force can in it. Nice. And eighteen hits. Miss. He critically fumbles on his force cannon. And then he's going to... Hold, uh, hold on, hold on. He critically fumbled on the force cannon? Mm-hmm. By how much? I don't know. I told you what I what I hit with. Oh, it was 18? Okay. So he goes to shoot, and it glances past Esther's head, past ah! the horror, past Celine's head, and goes past Celine, as both of them are like... Bruh! How long have you had that thing for? Two minutes. <laughs> Longer than that. All right, what's he do after that? Uh, how, tall, how tall is the uh, the room? room? Uh, ceilings are 15 feet high. Cool. The, and the uh, walls are made from huge stone-fitted bricks. That's fine. He flies up 10 feet. Okay. So still within range. Um... 
Okay, so that's the end of the round. So two separate things. As Mercer's taking his turn, uh, Zabak begins to notice that the Living Star, Beryl, is feeling very, very tired as she realizes that being in the presence of the Plane of Shadow is very taxing for him. Simultaneously, start of the round, I need everybody to give me a con saving throw. As you guys are still within that shadowy mist. Oh no! Right to the back. Uh, Mercer got a 13, and Celine got a 15. Okay. What did. Esther and Zabak get. He said con, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know Zabak got a seven. Okay. What did Esther get? Esther did a little bit better than that. She got like a 18. 18. Mercer and Zabak both blip into the ethereal plane, dropping everything that they had on them. Oh, man. Um... Esther, that was himself. Esther <laughs> immediately looked. She immediately tried to sneak a peek. Was she impressed? Three one. So no. <laughs> that, that, no 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 no. This is like the third time you've done that. I was in the pool. Back at the giant spur, you did it, and you were like a oh. horse. I don't remember. You <laughs> dropped your pants in front of everybody. And went, how do you like me now? Oh, yeah, you had like a massive song, yeah. <laughs> but at the moment, it's cold over here, so it shrivels. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> What happened? It's cold in here. here. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so you guys are stuck in the ethereal plane for one round. The only reason why Esther came back at the start of her turn is because it took more than six seconds to find the creature. So at the start of your next or at the start of the next round, just before your turns, when you'll blip back in. Okay? Because at that point, you'll make another saving throw to see if you come back or stay in the ethereal plane. Okay? So, uh, let me see here. Zabak and Mercer are currently in the ethereal plane. Uh, start of the turn, it is... The creature's turn. The <clears throat> um, back disappeared, so it turns around and sees Celine, and goes to swing twice at her. Ooh, crap. First attack is a dirty 20. Nope. Second attack. <laughs> That's a definite miss. I rolled a four. So the first one glanced off of her armor or her shield or whatever. The second one just completely whiffed. Um, it is Zabak's turn. She's in the ethereal plane. Uh, Esther's turn. Well, can't Zabak dwell in the ethereal plane? Yeah, but if she moves away from the spot she's at, she won't be able to pick up any of her gear. I mean, she even sees Beryl no worries, I've got a plan. She moves, um, is she still flanking with the thing right now? 
technically no, because she's in the ethereal plane, not the material well, plane. Well, when she flips back into the material plane, will she be clanking? For the moment, yes. Mm. Unless Celine moves. Alright. The back will hold her action, which will be a movement. If Celine moves, she will attempt to move to maintain flank. Okay. Okay. Uh, Esther's turn. <clears throat> mother! Rip off another star because YOLO. Ooh. 28 points of damage. She blasts the armor to pieces. <laughs> the armor all falls and. The energy that was glowing red from the armor uh, swirls into a single form that appears uh -huh. as a shadow. Hey, buddy. So we're going to continue initiative, except now you guys are up against a shadow, which was what was possessing the armor, hence the helmed horror. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, I mean, at least I kind of hobbled it, yeah? No, no. Alrighty. So that was Esther's turn. Yep. It's Celine's turn. So, uh, same thing. Uh, she's going to Booming Blade. Okay. And that's going to be a 28 to hit. Oh, that. Oh, that's definitely a hit. Nice. 18 points of damage. What damage nice. is that with her weapon? It's slashing, but it's magical, so it's good if it has resistance, so it bypass it anyway. No, it wouldn't. Doesn't it do a certain energy type, too? Uh, thunder. Is it all thunder damage? Uh, no. It's 1d8 thunder, and then the rest is slashing. Okay, I need the damages separate then. Um, so the thunder in this instance is 1. Okay. So 17. 17 points altogether? 17 points slashing, 1 point thunder. Okay. So the thunder didn't seem to affect it, but the slashing from the magic weapon... And it disperses. Okay, cool. I, I just looked at its hit points and went, oh, it, oh screw that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to fast forward ever so slightly. Um, <clears throat> Mercer and uh, Zabak blip back in. Boy. Completely naked. Mercer's holding himself. Turn around, everyone! Ah! Now, here's my, like I haven't seen a naked Here's before. a question I have for Mercer. Do his infusions still stay on all the items if he goes to another plane? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Okay. Yeah, I just gotta keep infusing them every couple days, which I do at maintain. Wait, the infusions don't last? No, you gotta maintain them, but it's... I'm consistently doing it. Okay. So unless I tell you I'm changing my infusion out, it's consistent. Okay. 
I just always thought it was one of those things where if you go to a different plane, it, it goes away or mm -hmm. something. Nope. Alrighty. Um, so that being said, um, Mercer, one, you know, he's covering himself. He grabs his like he grabs his stuff and pulls it over to the corner. Mm -hmm. Takes his shield, turns it upside down so the flat piece sits on the floor because it's. You know, it's a heater shield. Okay. So it's about half his half his size. So he sets it so no one can see him as he gets dressed again. Dons his armor and all. Ten that minutes stuff. later. <laughs> well, you have a robe. I have scale mail. There's buttons. Yeah. And okay. So at this point, you guys are basically in the middle of the maze, trying to figure out which way to go to get to the upper levels. Need a round of survival checks. As long as one of you makes the save or makes the skill check and passes the DC, you find your way through. Oh. We're golden. When I you're... rolled an 18 and a 19 oh, by itself. 17. So one of my modifiers is a plus six. So. Okay. so I'm golden. In a matter of seconds, you guys get your bearings. You're like, uh, that way. And you make your way through without any issues. And that brings you four up to this first room here. Uh, a sweltering heat begins to radiate out from this room as bits of bone and rotten meat litter the floor. This first room right here is where you come into. Okay. And this ice is where you're coming off of. Okay. Who's going in first? Followed by Celine. Okay. And then Esther and Mercer are behind them? Yep. Assuming we can go side yep. by side. Yeah, this part of the tunnel now. is is 10 feet wide, just as you guys get into there. He likes, he likes to walk. Okay. I mean, Esther's like seven foot tall. What do you guys do when you get into this room? Look around. Alright, so... Tell me where in the room you're going to look around at and mm. investigation checks. I'm going to walk the perimeter. Okay. That's going to be a 27 Ooh. for Mercer. Uh, not so good for Sylvia. Yeah, I didn't make any check at all. Sylvia's going to get a 13. A 13? Yeah, Mercer got 27. Okay. And between Esther and Zabak? Okay. So, Mercer, despite having rolled really, really high, pinpoints, like, he can figure out that most of the bones and everything in here are rats, fish, um, probably the occasional mammal like an otter or something that can handle the extreme cold. Mm -hmm. But it still does not explain the heat radiating from here. Oh, um, and Mercer needs to give me a dexterity saving throw. Is it magic? No. Uh, uh, that's going to be a six. Yeah, that's not going to make it. Just a moment here. So while he's looking around, he's inspecting the bones and everything. 
you failed the dexterity saving throw, he hears a hissing as he looks up and this giant centipede-like creature drops down on top of him. Oh, man. So right off the bat... Um, uh, Mercer is knocked prone and takes oh not too bad seven points of fire damage from the heat off of this creature seven three yep I figured your resistance was going to kick in And, uh, yeah, you guys are in initiative now. Oh, there's me, Dad. Oh, bet. That's a strange thing. Well, you're going fast. I'm really slow. Uh, uh, Mercer is prone. He's also technically restrained because the creature is holding him down. So on your turn, I'll need an athletics check for you to try to wiggle free. Uh, I'm going to do acrobatics. Specifically says athletics because you're over. I can use. You're overpowering its strength. It has you pinned down. I should be able to use ac ac er, acrobatics as a escape, basically escape artist check to wriggle out. You're not grappled though. It doesn't have a hold of you. It has you pinned down. Okay. It. Because you're supposed to be able to do either check. Regardless. Against a grapple check. This specifically says athletics or acrobatics. In this case, you're not grappled, though. You're restrained because it has you pinned down. I still argue What'd you get? One. <laughs> Rolled a one or total one? Rolled a one. Total four. That does make a difference. Wow. Celine? Uh, Celine got a... Uh, sorry, 13. Esther? <laughs> Esther, 20. Or a total of 23. Okay. What did Mercer get? Nine. This thing. Alrighty. So it's gonna go Esther. Uh, then the creature. Then it'll be Celine. Mercer and tailing up the end will be Zabak. So Esther, what you doing? Esther is gonna blast this thing in the face this Is this with the uh, the robe or her? How many stars is that now? That's three now. Okay. How many does she have left? Three. Okay. I got
It's its turn. Um, it is going to attempt to bite Mercer. Apologize now because I'm pretty sure this is going to hurt. Um, now he's considered grappled as he's stuck in the creature's teeth. So now, if you want to do an ac acrobatics check instead of athletics, you can escape. Points piercing. And eleven points fire, so five. Oops. Now here's the other thing I'll get. Okay, it just has you grappled in in its so that was its turn. It will be Celine's turn. Uh, she's going to, first and foremost, bonus action, spiritual weapon directly behind it, flank with her. <clears throat> um, she can't get it right behind it because there's a wall right there. To the side then, so she'll just... Here or over here? Uh, go that side. Right here? Yeah, and then she'll just move to flank with it. So one five foot step two. Yep. And so that's going to be an 18 to hit with the spiritual weapon. That's going to hit barely, but it hits. Okay, it's a hit. Uh, that is seven points force damage. And then she's going to booming blade. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be a 30 to hit. <laughs> yeah, that definitely hits. Uh, and that's going to be 22 points. So, so, so 29 points in total? Yeah. Mercer's within 10 feet of her, right? Uh, it looks about 10 foot. Yeah. So her amulet glows and envelops him. Oh, healing him for the damage? Okay. Uh, let's see here. 
Okay. That was Saloon's turn. Now it's Mercer's turn. So, first question for you. Okay. So, I'm currently in its mouth. Yeah. Arms it, are basically in his mouth, right? Um, well, it had you pinned, and when it bit you... Or does it have me, like, around the chest? It. Your chest is currently facing its gullet, right? Cool. So, I'm going to take my... Your arms are still stuck here, though. Okay. That's why I said you got to give me the check to get free before you can do anything. Cause you're... Well, I can still attack. It's just a disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use Flash of Genius for that. So that's going to be a 15. 15? No. And that's straight out of the Monster Manual. No, you don't escape. You are still grappled and restrained. Okay, well then I am going to... I'm just going to blast it. I'll take my disadvantage. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Force cannon. That's going to be a... I'm going to miss with a 17. No, oh, you hit it right on the mark. Oh, dude, sweet. Awesome. So, 2d8. That's going to be 8 points force damage. And it's pushed back 5 feet. So, it shut... Can it occupy the same space as the spiritual weapon? I mean, it's a essentially it's a semi-translucent. Um, well, actually, when it, wouldn't it go? Because if it's facing this way towards Celine, wouldn't it smack off the wall? Because if, if yeah, kind of like half of its body comes up against the wall and then it comes back down onto its feet, so it doesn't actually move, move. But you can see that the force cannon still affected it. In yeah. some manner. So that's my bonus action. Okay. Action to try to get out. Alright. Zabak's turn. Alright. Time to raise. She turns around right here. Yep. She's gonna wall up and send that Wait. Can I move the flank? Um technically no, because the only spot you can flank at to right here next to the weapon, then you could flank with Celine. I'll do that. Yeah. Five, that ten feet moved cool. to here. Alright. So Celine got advantage now. That's cool. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a twenty-five hit. It's gonna be a what to hit? Twenty-five. Yeah, definitely. So, 
Alright. And that was Zabak's turn. Back up to the top, it is Esther's turn. She's within 10 feet of this thing. Yeah. Just make sure you know. Most of your spells will still affect it because you're not right up on it. Just depends on what spell you're using. What exactly is this thing again? Describe, describe it to me again. Exactly like that. That snake thing? Yeah. The red is heat in, uh, emanating off. A perception check to observe it. Well, I'm gonna just throw it on here. Ralphin, psychic events! You must make an intelligent saving throw. Alrighty. It's a 14. Did it beat your. Uh... Oh, it did not. Oh, okay. Aha, what was the DC? Take actions or reactions. <laughs> I okay. I get out of the jaw. <laughs> yeah, you do. Alright, hang on just a sec here. Seven, you called it. Okay. What I was figuring out was, since it's got Mercer in its jaws, does it just go and has its jaws still stuck around Mercer, or does Mercer roll out of it while it goes incapacitated? You made the, you called the roll, so I'm gonna say you get free and are able to roll out prone, but out of its jaws right next to Selene. Works for me. Um, and 
it's its turn. It can't take any actions or reactions. So. Um. Oh. I did not see this. Well, I'll keep an eye on that. Okay. Something I should have been doing, and DM made a mistake, so it's benefit to you guys at the moment. Uh, it can't do anything, so it is uh -huh. Celine's turn. Oh, she's gonna waylay on this thing. So first and foremost, uh, she does not have advantage. Why not? Why? Because incapacitated doesn't state advantage. It just says cannot take actions or reactions. I'm so blanking blanking. with my weapon. Oh, oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. I thought you were talking about... No. Never mind. Never mind. 28 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, so that is 7 points force damage as the spiritual weapon smacks it. Yeah. How many points? <clears throat> 7. And then a critical hit with boom blade. Oh, jeez. Okay. Not very good. Um, 20 points. On top of the 7? Mm -hmm. So 27 in total? Yeah. Okay. Um, as she hits it, the heat from the body radiates off. And... She takes 13 points fire damage as she makes contact with it. So, six points. Mm -hmm. Say that's damage she takes. Alright, give me just a sec here. A 3.5 rule. Swift actions were replaced with essentially bonus actions. Mm. Where are you reading swift action? I might have written it down. I think I have um, the, the wild magic that said Yeah, that is a gemstone dragon breath Sorry. ability. Sorry. I'll have to look it up here later. I think, you, I think it comes out of Fizzaband's Treasury of Dragons. Um, okay, so that was Celine's turn. It is Mercer's turn. Mercer's going to stand up. Alright, half its movement. And shout. And then he's going to take a five-foot step back. And then force cannon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to be an 18. That hits. For... Three points of damage, <laughs> and then well, thunderbolt. At least you're contributing for a crit. Oh, bad. Good job, buddy. I'm so proud of you. No. Oops, that was the wrong dice. Them psychic romance Twenty-seven points from the thunderbolt. Wow. Okay. I think that's the most damage you guys have done so far. Pretty close. All right. 
let's see here. Snap. It's not looking too good. Oh, no. It really not looking too good. Uh, that was Mercer's turn. It is Zach's turn. So causes its uh, heat to radiate off it again, and Zabak's going to take nine points of fire damage as she makes contact. Or because I'm raging. Okay. Uh, Zabak is going to take the nine points of slashing, and then another six. So 15 points in total. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Not feeling super confident right now, but there's at least next round. Alright. It oh, is God. Esther's turn. Oh man. Depending on what she does and how well she does it, she might be able to kill it this round. level did you cast a lightning bolt at? Um, three. The third level? Okay, how much? 86. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll. I would say, it's a minimum of six. Can I borrow 3d6? dead in the center of its mouth and that bolt streams through its body and fries it from the inside out as it starts to just crumble to cinders and ash. <laughs> Praise Bahamut! <laughs> he is with me! <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was trying to figure out. And that yeah. actually looks, I like that better than I do the bases that normally come with it. This is what I'd like to see them start coming out with, because I think that looks a lot better. Mm -hmm. And it lines up better with the map, so I can actually fit it into a nine-square space for a creature of that size. Yep. Rather than having to eyeball the thing with um, those clear bases. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so now that you guys 
have a moment to breathe after destroying that thing. You're welcome. Zabak realizes that uh, her back is to the doorway. Um, and notices that the door has already been taken off of its hinges and is laying on the floor in the next room. Barrel. Barrel is still with you. Okay, Just okay, very taxed and. Oh, oh, oh. He's a little baby babushka sling. So what do you guys choose to do at this point? Continue for into the room. You want to make your way into the next room? Yeah. James looks like he's doing something else with Mercer and Selene. Selene will follow. Um, Mercer. Selene will follow Mercer or Selene will follow. Selene will follow the group and then Mercer is following up behind. Um, but I'm trying to find my note with the tincture that the tinctures I bought. Oh no. I ain't drinking that. I ain't, I'm not eating anything. Uh, why did it not save? Oh, you're talking about all the potions you bought from the tables? Yeah, I'll go back and listen to it. Okay. Um, for now, Selene will just pull out a scroll and cast cure wounds at their level. So I follow behind. Actually, I'm going to do uh, bonus action, 10 temporary hit points. Okay. Puts me almost back up. Wait for a second. That thing is gone. This can all go away now. Alright, so as you come into the next room, hundreds of bones and intact skeletons crowd the floor of this eerie hallway. Soft echoes like sorrowful whispers rebound off the dirty walls. Um, if you guys wish, you can give me medicine checks to make various notes about the various skeletal structures and bones laying on the floor. Gonna have a 15. That makes it. Celine is going to have a 24. That definitely makes it. Well, the back got a dirty 20. So that'll make it. Esther got a 17. That all makes it. I don't understand. Okay, so as you guys are looking around at the bones and stuff in the room, first thing you notice is they don't seem to be scattered, they seem to still be 
fully intact skeletons that are just laying on the ground. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So... No, bye. No, 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 no. Listen. Basically, what you figured out is, first off, whoever these individuals were did not die violent deaths. They just kind of laid down and died. Um, the bones are all in range of age from decades old to several centuries old. And you make note of noticing in the far corner up here a penguin uh, ranger that has been frozen to death. Oh. Like, it's a frozen solid penguin? Mm-hmm. Still in, still body and whole? Yep. Oh. I'm gonna melt the ice block. No, he's not in a block of ice. It's just him, but he's like pale that. blue Frozen. Oh. Think of the ink that's rolling down the yes. Um, you also notice uh, a door I'm, to this room and a door up here to this room. I'm gonna search the the penguin's body. Okay. Uh, see if there's anything uh, identifying in nature, necklace, you know, something that says, you know. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Um, something significant to the to the. Uh, yeah, basically looking to, you know, maybe potentially return it back to the, you know, their family as, um, you know, hey, you know, sorry for your loss. Okay. What'd you roll? Um, I'm doing it with Celine, not Mercer. Celine doesn't, or Mercer don't care. Uh, yeah, that's, that's gonna be a, uh, eight. No. Oh, you can tell that he, the, the individual, struggled to get here, as it's very low on possessions in general. Mm -hmm. um, one thing you do make note of is the bow and arrow. Normally when somebody goes out venturing with a quiver of arrows, they've got a full pack. There's three arrows left in the quiver. So, whatever this person was doing, they, they fought. They yeah. fought hard. At this point, Mercer is going to detect magic on it to see if anything's magic on the corpse. On the corpse? Yep. He senses nothing. In the rest of the room, he senses necrotic energy as everybody needs to give me wisdom saving throws. genius here for Mercer. What did everybody get? I'll tell you that. I'm not going to use it. 18 and 12. 18 makes it. Who got the 12? Okay, so Esther. Mercer got five. Mercer. Celine got a 15. Uh, Celine makes it barely. Take what I can get. All right, so Esther and Mercer. It's kind of weird considering they're the two. Well, is it magical in nature? Uh. Well, yeah. Okay, hold on. Nope. 
That's going to be a 17 for Mercer. He has advantage on wisdom, intellect, and charisma saving throws if it's magical. As a oh. race of the feature. Okay. That's why I need to know those things. Why well, I, I figured you put two and two together when I said with the detect magic spell, you see the necrotic Nope, energy. I did I zoned, so that's why I, all of a sudden, I start thinking about that, and that's why I asked, because... Okay. Mercer saves. So, Esther becomes morose for the next ten minutes. Uh, while under those effects, um, her speed is reduced by half, and her attacks are at disadvantage and if she tries to cast any spell she has to make a charisma saving throw before casting a spell that includes anything you cast off of your staff or your robe as well no yes yes it does sorry yes Um, the upside is though Um, when you come back over here, here, Celine uh, is also allowed to make a religion check. Basically, what's happened is, as Mercer noticed the necromatic energies, all the spirits of the uh, dead in this room rose up and started wailing and just crowding around everybody, trying to steal all the joy and positive energy out of everyone. The only person they affected was Esther for the moment. Celine can make a religion check to try to calm them down and just kind of make them all go back. 16. 16. Uh, no, she tries, and for a split second, they all sort of stop and back up. There's a pause for like a solid second that feels like an eternity. And then they all just go back. <laughs> So you guys have a moment to figure out what you're going to do. Like I said, there's these two rooms here. Um, Mercer's going to go check the door for that room, see if it's one. Is it trapped? What room is that? That's going to be a 10 on investigation. Uh, it is not. Cool. Is it locked? No, it's just shut. He opens it. Alright. I'll get back to Mercer in a second. What does Esther, Celine, and Zabak do? Celine's going to follow Mercer. Okay. So everybody's going to follow into that room? Yeah. Okay. Um, You do immediately take note that this door is a one way in, one way out. So this room is separate from the rest of the area. The door you came in is the oh. only door you can come back out. Got of. it. Okay. So even if you guys hang out in here and wait, and you go back out, those spirits are still flailing around everywhere. Okay. Uh, hanging from the intricately tiled ceiling of this room is a tangled and broken sculpture. The mobile's the mo yeah the mobile's delicate balance shattered by time and mischief. You guys can give me. Does it appear to be all there? 
And, and overall, what's the size of it? Um, it does appear to all be there, just broken into various pieces. Men. Uh, way more than what a men's spell is going to do. Uh, is it bigger than a one square it, foot? Yes. Okay. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Um, it can be repaired. You just know it's going to take quite a bit of time. Roughly 20 minutes-ish. Okay. Uh, if you want, you can give me an investigation check to find all of the broken pieces and recognize the mobile as a scale of balance. 18? Yes. Yes. Mercy, you're going to put it back together. Alright, so he's going to spend the next... Uh, by himself? Uh, is it just putting it together, or is there a skill check involved in it? Um, it is... If Celine's not, like, too keen on putting things back together again, but she can, like, assist. Basically. Yeah, no, there's no skill check involved. I mean, she'll assist, but that's, that's about it. Um, she does get the intent feeling that putting the mobile back together, um... Could also be beneficial. Yeah, so she. I'm but a solid like, 20 minutes will go by putting it back together. In that same amount of time, Esther recovers from her state of uh, morose. And Zabak is able to relax. As you guys put all the pieces back together, you notice three pieces are missing. Um. And it looks like those three pieces are the three pieces that if it put back together will not only complete the mobile but cause it to go back into its pure state of balance if you choose to try to do anything else um given this room if there's the desire to take a long rest this would be the ideal time to do it Sure. Okay. I didn't really use many spell slots, but healing would be nice too. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, let's get some Long We don't find those three missing pieces at all in here? Not in that room, no. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. go by, you guys get back up, do you decide to go back out into the room and proceed forward? Yeah. yeah. Alright, so you guys get back out into the room, and as the last person comes out into that hallway, mm -hmm. the door just slowly closes itself, but solid, and the spirits all kick up again, I need wisdom saving for this again. Oh yeah, Mercer is good. That was a natural 20 for Mercer. Okay. 
16 for Celine. That'll make it. Five for Esther. 17 for the back. Once again, for 10 minutes, Esther's in that morose state again. Uh, <laughs> and Celine will try to calm them down. Religion check. Uh, that's going to be a 20. Similar to how she gets her bearings when she's fighting something, she takes that stance, focuses more, and just looks at the spirits. Whatever her holy symbol is that she has on her shield, on her shield pulls that up, holds it straight at. Is it like a strap shield or a punch shield? Strap. Okay, so she holds it up. Just like this. Mm hmm. Kind of like does this, almost like a uh, shield bash push sort of thing. And she feels her arm come out, and the energy glows off of the symbol, and the spirits just all start to slowly drift back down to the ground as it all settles back into their what's left of their bodies. Got it. And she knows that for a period, short period of time. They have safe passage getting through this hallway now. Uh, well, now we're gonna move. It's hostile, y'all. So they move to the next door. Well, I know Mercer does. Just up to the door or through the door? Uh, well, first, as any good person, he checks the door for traps. That's gonna be a 28. Yeah. If I can't find it, nobody is. Exactly. That's the best I can roll. As he realizes the DC was a 32. No, I'm kidding. I'm hey, kidding. Awesome. I'm kidding. <laughs> Flash of genius, I get it. Yeah. 33. <laughs> get ripped, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so the door to this room is still intact, but it's open. And it's slightly swaying ever so much like a screen door that has been detached from its uh, pressure gauge thing. I don't know what the heck they're called. Oh, the hydraulic arm. Yeah. The key thing you do notice is it feels extremely cold coming from this room. And as you peer into the room, you notice that a glacier some time back must have been ages ago, had broke through this area. Mm -hmm. So debris of stone and ice is everywhere as the air outside has a solid, steady breeze just blowing in and filling this room with intense uh, bone-cutting uh, cold. Um, are either of your characters resistant to cold. Mm-hmm. Nora is Celine or Mercer. Okay. Um, uh, if you are proficient in Arcana, um, which Mercer is, you can give me an, an Arcana check then. That's going to be a 17. 17. That is just enough. As you're kind of trying to figure out what the heck to do and go around here, so you notice that in some of the ice, sealed in the ice, is a rift that is a direct portal into the plane of shadow. Mm-hmm. And it's a 
pretty good guess to assume that that rift that's frozen in place is part of the reason why the cold is so intense in this area. Uh, I guess good old Zabakin has to get a roll, see who gets the highest for my last potion. <sighs> they get a fight over it. back. Okay, so Mercer hands Celine a potion. Mercer takes a potion himself, and he's like, rock, paper, scissors. And of course, Zavak wins, so he goes and hands a potion to you as well. And he's like, drink it up. He pops it, Whoa. knocks it back. Yep. Uh, cold resistance. Who? Celine, Mercer, Zavak. All have cold resistance? Wow. So Esther's just kind of getting screwed three ways from Sunday. I only had three potions. <laughs> and so basically Mercer looks at him and goes, rock, paper, scissors. Go. He's back one. He hands her the last potion. He looks at Esther. Hey. Sorry. All I got. All right. Esther so, goes, no problem, man. Absorb elements. Woo! Does that make her resistant? Yeah. Um, um, or lessen some of the energy is stored for... Oh wait, maybe I can't do that. Oh wait, yeah, no, I can't do that. What you trying to do? Absorb elements. The effects of acid, cold, fire, lightning, thunder are lessened. Some of that energy is stored for next melee attack. So I doesn't specify being attacked, it specifies absorbing energy. Have resistance to triggering element till the start of your next turn. Yeah, cold is the element. Well, okay then, that. Aha! So, but the, now here's, the, the trigger for that though would be taking the damage. Hmm? When she takes the damage, what kind of spell is that? Is it a reaction? Yeah. Okay, so in this case, if you take the damage from the cold, you would reaction absorb elements that would give you resistance to that mm -hmm. damage and allow okay. you to store it for later. Okay, okay. So as Mercer's looking in the door, he sees he'll see this doorway here. Now that he's resistant to cold, yeah. Um, he can come into the room and try another Arcana check. Okay. That's a natural twenty. Okay. So twenty-eight. So he comes into the room. Immediately, the cold and the darkness of the void from the plane of shadow mm -hmm. gently pulls him into the center of the room as he makes that arcana check. Mm -hmm. And the ice begins to expand as it forces that rift to close. Yeah. Oh, For a split second, some of the bones that are laying around in here kick up as if they were bone nagas and then just slump back down and fall to the ground. Two. You have successfully avoided a somewhat difficult fight. Nice. Awesome. And now you don't feel the intense cold in the room either. Huzzah! Uh, Mercer gets an inspiration for that. Nice. Don't worry, he'll use it by the end of the night. He usually uses it within five to ten minutes of getting it. Yeah, because that's just how... And into the next room. Yeah. You guys just make your way straight through? As yeah. always, check door first. Okay. Just, yeah, just pile on through. That's a 17. 
for an investigation. Yeah, no. Is it locked? Uh, no, it's just shut. Okay, then he opens it up. The one thing he makes note is this door seems to be a little bit more fashioned than the other doors in the past. So as you go into this well, next room... So, he opens it, mm -hmm. looks in real quick, and then steps aside. Ladies. <laughs> so right to here, as these two... So who's going in first? Selena or Zabak? Zabak always goes in first, because she has... She's, again, the meat shield. Yeah. And Celine follows in as the shield shield. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright. So as you guys come into this room, immediately you notice two stone tables that are the remains of the room's furnishings. A dazzling set of doors emblazoned with the shapes of constellations that provide passage to an inner chamber. Um... Do, 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 do. Um, as you guys enter into the room, Unchi, the little critter, rushes in frantically. No! And as uh, he rushes in, there is a surge of musical magic and causes his shape and form to change into that of a swirling portal of silvery light. Oh no! Then the room is filled with ghostly figures of ancient elves, and the elves are clearly an appearance in the middle of a fierce debate amongst each other. All you hear is, let us not be pulled into the division like the other elf clans. Our way is the correct way. If we follow Lunae's teachings, we will be the light shining through this dark period of history. You guys actually get an opportunity to interact with this, if you wish. So say that again real quick. So Unchi went into the room, yeah. frantically portal. rushed in, turned into a silvery portal sort of thing. That kicked up a bunch of ghostly figures that appeared sitting at the tables in some sort of a debate. And we're arguing about the right way versus the wrong way of doing something. And if they did it their way, the right way, they would be considered the light that shined in the darkness during troubled times. Mercer's sister and goes, uh, well, I'm assuming this is a, something that happened in the past. And so whichever way you guys decide to go, fail. Go the other way. So, um, you may, persuasion's still a skill check, right? Yeah. Okay, persuasion. <laughs> or diplomacy or whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> Basically, this is kind of open-ended. Depending on how you guys want to try to roleplay it, we'll determine what skill you want to make. The DC stays the same regardless. That was a natural 20. So that makes it a 21. One of them looks over at Mercer and goes, See? He understands. Stick with the way we were doing it. We don't need to go someplace else. We can stay right here and be the beacon that needs to be lit here. You're slowly learning about far elf history. I'll continue eavesdropping. 
this all involves roleplay. If you don't interact with them, they don't interact with you, you don't learn anything. Um, what say you? Hello. As he's looking at them, because he, he's, he's responding to the other guy, he countered to my point, so I look at the rest of them and I go, Another, uh, the skill checks are to determine whether or not you're actually convincing them to interact with you or not. Oh, no. They don't even acknowledge you. They just keep, we need to be moving forward. We need to continue into the astral plane, but we can't. This is where we're supposed to be. This is the final citadel. I got an 11. Still nothing. I'm not persuasive. What are you I rolling? I was not a dirty... I don't know. Um, performance? Persuasion. Dirty 20. Okay. Or back. This is where you gotta role play it out. So, what are you talking about? The astral plane. Perhaps we can be of some assistance. Okay, good. You, you rolled a persuasion. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to persuade? Explain what they're arguing about. Huh? Like, like, who are they? Why do they need to get to the outside? Yeah, okay. That didn't sound like a persuasion. That's why I'm asking. So she's like... Why do you need to get to the astral plane? Perhaps we can help you. So he uh, he turns. He look. Which one is which one is this? Zabak. looks over at Zabak and goes, "This citadel mm-hmm. is the final threshold between an obstacle of war and an obstacle of peace." This is where Athilodon brought us to, to try to keep us safe. And yet the conflict and troubles of our society still follow us. If we cannot find peace in this plane, we have to go someplace else. The astral plane is right on our doorstep. Why? Well, uh, perhaps we can be of assistance to each other. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.